Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't joined our wonderful marketing transformation community yet, go to innovabiz.co and collect your free gift as well. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. I always say that sales is love. So that might feel counterintuitive at first, but when you really think about it, you invite a person to work with you because you have something they need, right? It's not about selling a fridge to an Eskimo, right? It's really, you have something of value and there is a person that needs what you have. So when you invite the person and you allow the person to say yes to themselves so they can have the solution, they can have the transformation, you are actually sharing your love, your talents, your gifts. And you know the more you can share, and that's unique to love, the more we share love, the bigger it becomes. Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. Now, if you haven't listened yet to my recent conversations with Ashley Nichols, the author of Tech to Save the World, and with Steve Hoffman of Founders Space, then do check them out, but only after you've listened to today's conversation. I'm really excited today to welcome to the Innova Buzz podcast as my guest, Christine Schlonsky. She's a multi-talented leader in the field of sales, mindset, motivation, and strategies. She's the founder of Heart Cells Academy, creator of Heart Cells Members Community, and the host of Heart Cells Podcast. You're sensing a theme there? She works with heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs who love what they do, but do not feel comfortable selling their services and products. She shows them how to sell with ease, grace, confidence, while being authentic and feeling great in the process. In our conversation today, Christine talked to me about how sales is love when we focus on service and the transformation we provide our clients. Why we should only work with soulmate clients And also we talked about knowing the perceived value of our products and service. Without further ado, then let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Christine Schlonsky. Hi, I'm your host, Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm really excited to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast today from Berlin in Germany, Christine Schlonsky, who's founder of Heart Cells Academy. She's creator of the Heart Cells Membership Members Community and the host of the Heart Cells Podcast. 
Welcome to the Innova Buzz podcast, Christine. It's a real privilege to have you as my guest. Yeah, I'm so, so very excited to be here today with you, Jürgen. Thank you. Now, my friend Jamie Greenberg, who was our guest on episode 117 of the Innova Buzz podcast, suggested that we have a conversation with you. So a big shout out to Jamie. Yes. Heart Cells is a new approach to selling successfully, and you say it's without sleaze and slimes. That's that's an interesting terminology. And you show heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs how to sell with ease, grace, confidence, while being true to their authentic selves and their values, which that that really resonates with me. So I'm really keen to dig into that a little deeper today. But before we talk about all things sales and aligning with values and being authentic in sales, what what's the impact you're making in the world, Christine? Well, I hope I'm making a huge impact. <laughs> Is it? So I, I think the impact someone makes depends on the eye of the other person. <laughs> so I like to believe that um, I I do make a, a huge impact for heart-centered entrepreneurs because as soon as they can embrace sales, everything will be so much easier and they will have a business instead of a hobby. They will have more influence, more impact with their own soulmate clients and just knowing that my work is helping these people, just um, so super rewarding. So, hmm. it's fascinating. I'm not quite sure if that answered, answered your question completely. <laughs> yeah, um, of course. There's no right, no wrong answers. So, um, embracing sales, the um, a lot of business owners and particularly i mean i can relate to this as a former scientist or as a i still identify as a scientist and very um analytical thinking um in many ways that uh, sales is just so foreign to that way of thinking and sometimes it feels sleazy and it feels slimy and you're associated with well, a used car salesman where you walk past the used car lot, you don't really need the used car, but the, the person comes out and and wants to sell it to you. So what, why do you think um, people don't embrace the sales when they go into business and, and fail to understand that without that, they probably don't have a business? Yeah, so I think it's two things. Um, the first one is people don't understand that they will only have a business when they master their sales game because there's no other way to invite people to work with you without making a sale. And the second piece is that everyone has had a bad sales experience in their life at some point. And, you know, for some people, it is a really impactful bad experience that might have, you know, threatened their business or their, you know, personal life in some way, shape or form. And when we have that bad experience and we go through it inside, we decide, well, we would never, ever be like this to someone else. So it's stored in the subconscious. And now we have this amazing idea. We want to go into business for ourselves right? We want to serve people. We want to make the world a better place somehow. And when it comes to inviting our customers, soulmate clients, as I call them, the subconscious programming is still running of, oh, I can't ask for money because I made this bad experience 
in some way, shape or form. So I do not want to be this lazy um, car car uh, dealer, right? I want to be like the noble person. I want to do good in the world. I want to treat my customers right. So it's you kind of sabotage yourself. And if you have two things running, like, you know, that programming, not knowing that it's running and then going out there and thinking that you just need a great idea and then people will line up your door to get it, that gets you in trouble. Hmm. So, so how do we overcome that mindset of um, sales is bad because of the bad experiences that I've had on the receiving end? Yeah. Well, I think first it's important that we, we're just aware that this has happened at some time in our life. And maybe we can even identify what it was. Sometimes it might be our parents that have had this threatening experience. It doesn't need to be necessarily ourselves, but just knowing that it's there so we can understand why we might kind of run away <laughs> from the sale yeah. instead of embracing it and inviting the person in. And then the other shift is really shifting your mind. And I'm going to say something that's probably going to trigger some people, but I always say that sales is love. Mm. So that might feel counterintuitive at first, but when you really think about it, you invite a person to work with you because you have something they need, right? It's not about selling a fridge to an Eskimo, right? It's really, you have something of value and there is a person that needs what you have. So when you invite the person and you allow the person to say yes to themselves so they can have the solution, they can have the transformation, you are actually sharing your love, your talents, your gifts. And, you know, the more you can share, and that's unique to love, the more we share love, the bigger it becomes. So if you're really in a business where you have a lot of relationships, I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, selling the best yogurt or ice cream or whatever on the planet, but if you're in a business where you actually deal with people like coaching or maybe you have a team that you're running that's also sales all the time, it's so important that you understand where the other person is and how your special, unique talents, experiences can help that person. And if it's a fit, I think it's an obligation to invite the people to work with you because you know they will be better off than they were before. So you are adding to their life and as an exchange, you get paid. So, and I think that money is just an indicator of the commitment of that person. So if somebody, we, we all know when we purchase something that we have to dedicate our time and our money, we show up for ourselves. If you purchase something where we don't see the value, I don't know about you, Jürgen, but for me, it sometimes happens that, you know, if I don't really see the value, yeah. I didn't really pay for it. Yeah, well, it might be something that goes into the folder like do later. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm not even benefiting from all the amazing things I could have benefited from. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And, and I, I just wrote a note down because I want to come back to this idea of value. And you've reminded me because I've just placed a submission for a local business festival that is run here um, 
every August and I've been participating in this festival since it initiated and every year they say to me the purpose of this festival is to provide low-cost access to businesses with expertise or people with special skills and I always charge for my events. I, I, it's only a small amount but there's always the same discussion and it's exactly what you just said that it, it's a commitment. If pe people will register for the event if it's free and not turn up and I don't want that. I want them to commit. If so, if they pay some money, even if it's just a small amount, they're much more likely to turn up. So it's fascinating. So I'll come back to this idea of value a little bit later, but I wanted to pick up the the concept of that if I have something of value to another person, um, and then it's my duty to actually let them know that I can help them. And I always point this out from a marketing sense when people say, well, I've got a website, I've got the information there, um, everything's explained in great detail, so if the right people find that and that's what they need, they will get in touch. And I say, no, you've got to do more than that because um, how are they going to find you? So unless you open the shop window and put some lights in the shop, they're just going to walk right past. The When we get to the sale, though, you know, I guess most people are see that part of it and they'll do some education around explaining what the benefits of their product or service is but when it gets to the sale they still back off so what what's the missing piece there yeah i think it's really well there are different pieces for everyone but like trusting that you can deliver and also knowing that you are not following your purpose. Like you let your customer down. I don't know how that feels to you. For me, it would feel awful yeah. knowing I let a person down because I didn't have the gut to say, you need what I have. Let's get started. Mm. Right. I mean, obviously you can find better words, but just from the, um, from the content, from the idea behind it, if the person goes away and works with someone else because their problem is not solved, right? They still are in their pain. So it's like you going to the doctor because you're in pain and the doctor's going to say, yeah, well, you probably have this and the benefits of not having it would be this and uh, have a nice day. <laughs> like, yeah. how would you feel? Yeah. It's insane. So you would expect such a professional to tell you, all right, and now if you want to, I'm going to do this treatment with you. And it's the same with your clients. If you don't show up for them, if you let them down, they go with their pain to someone else. So the challenge we have, A, we lose the business, and B, maybe the someone else is not as good as we are, hmm. right? Maybe they don't care as much as we would have cared. And the client is not better off working with the other person. So if you trust yourself that your soulmate clients come to you and you get to work with them, you have that obligation. It's not your obligation to make the decision though, right? You have the obligation mm. to invite them to work with you. And it's their responsibility to make that decision if it's a yes or if it's a no. But if you haven't invited them, if you just tell them benefits or send them to a website, and I know about you, but websites are usually pretty 
boring. Hmm. If I want to experience the person, depending on what I want to purchase, I want to know how are they? What kind of energy do they bring to the table? Do I really feel good when I talk to them? Right? How, if it's maybe coaching, how will I feel in the session after the session? So I think like having that conversation is an important piece to connect with your soulmate client and then really invite them, serve them. Don't send them away with their pain. I mean, you wouldn't want to be sent away with your pain. Mm, yeah, that's it. I mean, there's a lot of things there that you said that triggered some thoughts in my mind. You, you finished up there with serving the client. And I think the whole philosophy around being of service is so important and it takes away the for me it takes away from that idea of well sales is bad or sleazy or anything because if i'm there to serve the client then why wouldn't i do that and if i can serve them if i can cure their pain why wouldn't i do that i mean the doctors have a hippocratic oath they have to do it so so um, maybe in business we should have something like that too or at least the mindset the um the other thought I had was around if you have if you have that mindset of the sale and I've got the solution, it does require that you are really clear on who it is that you can help and that if I'm having that conversation, I'm not having a conversation with an Eskimo if I'm selling um, refrigerators or freezers. Yeah. Yeah, 1,000%. I, I even go a step further. I always talk about soulmate clients. Mm. Like you're so clear on who you are for. And that doesn't mean you're pushing someone else away because I know that's a big fear people mm. have. Well, by you know, my solution, I can serve hundreds, thousands. I can serve everybody. Uh, at the end of the day, like the whole mix, your experience, what you bring to the table, your personality, it's not for everybody. So we just need to be good with that idea that we are not made for everybody. Some people might go like, wow, Jürgen, you had Christine on the show, most important thing ever. And other people might go, well, well, I, I'm going to skip this episode. It's just yeah. not for me. And, and that's, that's fine. So when we can step into our own power, and we can trust ourselves that we are almost, uh, almost always that one step ahead of our soulmate client. Because a lot of people go like, yeah, but there's someone else and they have this certification or they already have this experience or they have won in this competition or whatever it is. So they feel like they are not good enough. Mm. Your soulmate client, you are the solution. You are not the solution to everyone, but for those people you are supposed to serve, you are the solution. So just trusting that you are in the right place at the right time. And when you're really, really clear on your soulmate client, you will know who you will invite to work with you. Hmm. That's and your... If, you know, if, yeah. If I feel like, you know, I'm in a conversation with someone um, and I don't feel the person is ready yet, or I don't feel like I'm the perfect fit, I send them somewhere else. I have mm. nothing to lose. Yeah, I and that's, will, that's will, part of service yeah. as well, right? Yes, yeah. totally. 
Yeah, that we we talk. I love the soulmate client. I, it's consistent with the idea of sales is love. Um, we talk about dream clients and being really clear on who your dream client is, and um, doing that exercise to kind of develop a profile and some of the beliefs and behaviours and pains and what they're looking for is really valuable. And it, to me, it makes it so easy to make that connection immediately when when that the person you're speaking to is that dream client or that soulmate client and it's still very hard though to convince people that if you narrow your focus to that dream client that soulmate client you're actually increasing your opportunity you're making it less stressful because you won't be forcing yourself or or another person to work with you when there's not a good fit um, and you actually, as you say, you're the perfect person to work with those. Yeah. Hmm. And especially if you, if you have your own business, right? What we often forget and what I had a real challenge when I actually started my business, we are the boss. <laughs> we, we are not getting told you have to work with yeah. this person, right? That's maybe the past, the, present and the future is like you can choose why not choose to work with someone who puts a smile on your face mm. why not choose to work with someone that when you hang up after a session you feel full of energy and super excited for them what they have accomplished why would we want to make it complicated and a dreading experience forcing people on or into something they don't want or they don't need and it doesn't make them happy hmm. i always say i want to create my next success story <laughs> because if i do that people run around telling others about that great experience they had hmm. which yeah. makes again like my marketing and my sales so much easier if you you know start collecting your soulmate clients then you have a a whole a tribe of of fans exactly life much better <laughs> and and the other thing is those soulmate clients they know more of the same soulmate clients so they're likely to be telling the same kind of people how wonderful the experience was and that you should work with christine and on the other hand of that is if you if you've really broken your back to deliver an exceptional experience to a client that's not actually a soulmate it was really stressful it was really painful but because you're a service-based heart-centered entrepreneur you've done an exceptional job and that person goes away and says hey that was a wonderful experience i'm going to tell all my friends about that guess what <laughs> they're going to be the same kind of clients that make life difficult for you yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. I totally agree. And I, I just had this beautiful experience. I, I'm just starting my next group coaching program. Uh, so my soulmate clients who've been through the one before, they went out. They got people <laughs> to talk to me, and they were, you know, I I did a workshop. Um, so they invited people to the workshop, and then they went um and did Facebook lives telling about their experience and saying, well, if you have any questions. If you want to really sign up with Christine, I'm I'm here. Hmm. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> right? I don't need a sales team. Yeah. I just need so many clients yeah. in the Facebook group where they feel like 
safe and know there there are other people who are looking for what they've been through and you know when you get like um testimonials like you know this it feels like uh winning the lottery Hmm. that's pretty cool and you don't get that with everyone you have to have your soulmate client because they are 100 percent in alignment they feel you they understand you in the even better part, you understand them, mm. so you can guide them in a way that really gives them that deep transformation. Yeah, yeah, and the transformation is important, isn't it? Because it's that result that um, underpins the experience that they have and that they then go talk about to others. Totally, yeah. Now, you talk quite a bit about trusting yourself, and um, a couple of episodes ago we had Ari Gelper on the show to talk about trust-based selling and and his point was all about first step in in the sales process is to build trust with the prospect so you've identified a potential soulmate client and the first conversation is all about building trust and um, you talk quite a bit about self-trust now what what um how do we kind of grow that self-trust? Because I think the important thing is that if we don't trust ourselves to either convince this person that we have something of value to them or to present that in a way that allows them to make the best decision for them or to um, build that trust in the conversation, then we're not going to be able to build that trust. Yeah. So I, I, I do believe you do not even need to convince someone. Mm. So when you really are playing with your soulmates, when that's so clear, um, I just picked up coaching with one of my soulmate clients. We, we had a pause due to a health issue and we talked about soulmate clients and I reminded her that how, or better I ask, like, how did it, do you remember how it felt when we first connected? And she was, I already knew you are the person I want to work with. Hmm. So that knowing is already in that soulmate client because they have seen you somewhere present. Maybe they've heard you on a podcast or seen you on a virtual summit or wh- whatever it is. They already have this feeling they know because there is this alignment. You can sabotage it by being afraid that you can't deliver, by not trusting yourself. And that often happens when we start a business and we're not quite sure how we should put ourselves out there or when we maybe create a new product or new service that we're not quite sure how to deliver it yet. So trusting yourself really starts the whole process because if you don't trust yourself, if you go in the conversation you know, your inside thinking goes like, oh my goodness, I so want them to sign up. Mm. I, I will do my best, but I hope I can deliver. And hmm, I'm going to ask quite a lot of money. So, you know, you have like all this chatter in your heart. The client will feel it. Mm. So I think trusting yourself by knowing that whatever it takes, and obviously the client has a responsibility as well, but whatever it takes for you, to help the person to get to the result 
if you know you are willing to do that extra step or take that extra mile if you have to, that's where you really start coming from a different level of confidence. And, and confidence turns into conviction, conviction sells. So if we trust ourselves, selling will be so much easier because the other person will feel it and they will know it. So it's easier for you to connect. You don't need to push or manipulate or um, convince. You just hold that space. Hmm. And they can decide if they want to step into the space, right? So if you make that invitation, you put an offer on the table, the person who is your soulmate will already know. So I often have that people say, well, how do you handle overcoming objections? Well, if it's the soulmate, I mean, really, really the soulmate, and that's kind of an art to get it down to that space, they will convince themselves. They will organize the money. They will do what it takes. They will put you on, on their vision board because they know you are that person. The only thing you should not do is kind of, you know, let that invitation slip away. Obviously, you have to invite them if they are your soulmates at a certain point so they can actually make a decision. And yeah, just that invitation hmm. by trusting yourself that your soulmate client, they have what it takes to make the best decision for them. You cannot decide for them. I don't want anybody in my programs, especially, you know, if I put my time and my myself in it, who who's not trusting themselves, who's not trusting me at the end of the day. Hmm. They the soulmate feels it. They are they are one hundred percent committed. And that makes the work with you so much easier because now you have somebody who's committed, who's invested, who's ready to do the work. And that gives you the opportunity to help them to get much better results than if you have someone who says, well, I'm going to give this a try. Hmm. And of course, again, it comes back to doing a lot of work up front to really be clear on who is that soulmate client. And yeah, what do they look yeah. like? What do they value? What do they believe? What are their issues and problems? What are their aspirations and dreams? And, and this has to do with you as well, mm. because if, you know, it all, I believe it all starts with us. So if we can't trust ourselves, well, how can we expect someone else to trust ourselves? Mm. If we don't appreciate us, how can we expect that someone else is going to appreciate us? If we don't love ourselves, well, how can we expect someone else really loves us? And so that that's a lot. That's why I think it's also people always say, you know, entrepreneurship is the best personal development tool <laughs> <laughs> or path you can take, like the most intense. Mm. Uh, you you get those mirrors everywhere, and and I do think it's true. Like really developing that trust into yourself that conviction that you have what your soulmate client needs and then serving them and getting, you know, helping them to get results. You can't get it for them, but helping them to get the results. Um, that's the most important step because then you know you don't need to be slimy or sleazy. 
You just need to present your offer, open that space, invite your soulmate, and then trust that they will have everything in their power to make the best decision for them. Hmm. Okay. The You touched a little bit on pricing there. I'd like to explore that a little bit more because a lot of the times the conversation will be along the lines of here's what I need, here's, here's the issues I have, here's the problems I'm having, here's where I'm stuck. And I might respond with, well, here's what I could do to help you, here's, here's the change I might be able to help you engineer or bring about, this is how I'd go about it, this is our process, how does that sound? Um, the other person might say, that's fabulous, I, that, that, that's really a good fit, they've already decided they want to do this program. And then it comes to, well, what's the next step? And and at that point, it's we have to start talking about money, right? There's like your investment here is this much time, this much dollars. And that's often where things break down. So what's your recommendation to go about that? Well, first of all, I love that you said investment, hmm. right? You didn't say price or cost or something. I think it's really important for us as entrepreneurs to understand our soulmate clients invest. They don't invest in you as the entrepreneur, they invest in themselves. Mm. And so they are willing to pay the price of the perceived value. So the question always should be like, what's the perceived value of what you deliver? So you could have an amazing, amazing product, super high end, um, at a high investment, but the perceived value is very low. So then you will always struggle with getting someone to pay your high price. While if you really design something that is super high perceived value, you can ask for a lot of investment or for a high investment. So I think having a look, what do you deliver and what it's worth to your clients is key to decide if you are priced correctly. And I know that many people say, well, you know, you kind of have to see what are your competitors doing or what's the market. And I personally think that's BS. We just need to understand what our soulmate clients wants and what value they perceive in our offer. And then we can price accordingly. And it might be a journey. You might start off, I don't know, with an offer for 2000, then move it to five, then to 10. And you notice, even though you haven't changed much in your offer, people are buying it because they see the value. And the better and more results you can get for your clients or help them to get, the more you can charge at the end of the day. Hmm. Yeah, so it's a it's a return on investment, but I I guess at the beginning or before the work starts, the return is really just a promise. So again, comes back to that um, confidence of being able to deliver. Yes, and also, what is your soulmate client seeing? So, for example, if we would take it back and um, to the medical, right, um, example from earlier with a doctor, if 
you know, someone would come with cancer and I have the solution that's not, you know, as threatening as the solutions out there. Like we talk about a new solution. Um, how much worth is that to the patient? Mm. Right. From my point of view, I probably say, would say, well, I have, I put in like X amount of hours and I need this, this treatment. I need to buy this here and what, whatever it is. And then you create a package. Well, for the person on the receiving end, they might all put a different value on it. For someone, it's invaluable. Someone else would say, well, it's amount, I would pay amount of X and then you know, I wouldn't take that treatment. I would look for something else. So it's really how, how is your treatment? Not the, not actually the promise, but how is that treatment perceived by your soulmate client? So I'm, I'm going to give you another example. So someone who has been stuck for 15 years, turning in circles, wanting to create a business, and just couldn't find the solution, couldn't get the clarity, um, still in a job, totally unhappy, they will put another dollar amount on your offer than someone who maybe is starting to suffer a little bit because they've gotten a new boss at their job and it's, you know, they think about maybe changing job or becoming an entrepreneur, but they're not quite clear yet. You see that difference, mm. like 15 years to just a little bit of suffering. So usually when we are in pain, when we really want to solve the thing, then we are happy to invest more because to us, this decides like, do I have peace of mind or not? Mm. Do I get my freedom or not? Do I go for my big dream or not? So if the pain is big, also the investment that like what it's worth to me can be higher than if it's just, yeah, you know, I might look for another job. I might become an entrepreneur kind of thing. So again, getting clear who is your soulmate client and what kind of pain do you solve for them determines how big is the perceived value they have, not you, not how you compare your competitors. That's why we have, for, for example, in coaching, we have coaches that offer $15 an hour. And if you look at Tony Robbins, I've heard that he takes, um, 1 million a year for a one-on-one -on -one coaching client and you have to wait two years to get in. Right? It's the perceived value. They could use the same tools, but someone has a soulmate client who pays 15 dollars an hour and then someone obviously with a big name and really good marketing has another opportunity to put their investment and people pay for it mm. yeah that's a fascinating conversation fascinating topic so the level of pain and i guess the importance how important it is to the soulmate client to solve that particular problem or to overcome that particular issue that that kind of determines the perceived value yeah. and again part of understanding your soulmate client is to really know what is the pain that you can help solve what is the level of that pain and how might they perceive the value 
Exactly. And and also like you, when you when you go deeper, like there's always pain, but there is another pain under the pain, hmm. if that makes sense. So if you if you really get who that person is and what they suffer from on a more um surface level, then you can, you know, like like peeling an onion, right? There is deeper pain underneath that pain. And if you can discover what it is and how you can help with that, so a person opens up in a conversation and you really get the pain, then you can make a better offer to, yeah, to really match that soulmate client and to be sure that you are the person who can actually serve them best. Mm, yes, that's a really good point. Often, often we don't dig deep enough to understand what's really the underlying pain rather than the symptoms that are being presented. It's kind of like you go to the doctor and say, well, this is sore, but, um, you know, it might, like it might be a bruise on the surface because you've bumped into something, but it might be a much more serious underlying issue that's just presenting a symptom that on the surface doesn't appear to be related to the problem at all. Yeah. All right. Well, the medical medical metaphors are coming thick and fast. <laughs> yeah, there. Like somehow, somehow today, yeah. that feels like it, it. It really helps to explain. Yeah. All right. Well, um, this is fascinating, Christina. I could go on digging deeper and digging into the underlying problems some more, but I think it's a good time now to move on to the buzz, our innovation round, which is designed to help our audience who are primarily innovators and leaders in their field with some tips from your experience. So there's five questions. These are the scripted questions. Um, all, um, hopefully you'll give us some answers and inspire the listener to go and do something awesome today as a result and take some action. So what's the number one thing you think anyone needs to do to be more innovative? I really think getting clear about the soulmate client and to also understand that when you grow, because hopefully you are a person that keeps investing in yourself and keeps growing, your soulmate client changes over time mm. a little bit as well, because maybe your values change over time. Um, some things become more valuable to you, others less. So really looking at this, where can you be the cutting edge? Right. Selling from the heart. There are not many people talking about it. I haven't heard anybody talking about sales as love. So what can you do in your business that really shows people how you think? So it allows you to show up authentically and you are not afraid of people saying no to you. Mm. And I think when you are in that sweet spot, you can be innovative because your soulmate client will get it. And everybody else who is repelled is just fine. Okay, yeah, because they're not a soulmate client by definition. Mm, love it. Yeah. All right. Now, what's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas? Talking to my soulmate clients, <laughs> really, really, under really understanding mm -hmm. them. So every um, and you know, obviously, sometimes it's just great to sit with, I don't know, your morning coffee or maybe an evening glass of red wine and to think about your business and come up with ideas. But before you put that into action, talk to the people you want to serve. 
Because in your mind, oftentimes when, when you reached a certain level, you forgot the pain at the beginning. You, you, you might not remember some things. So check in with your soulmate clients. Make sure they are aligned. Um, you know, I, like, for example, when I, um, came up with Heart Cells, the name for my podcast, and then for the rest of my business, um, I had so many naming ideas. But hard sells at the at the end was really what got me. But I wanted to make sure that my soulmates also say, oh, my goodness, that would be something I want to listen to. That feels like I'm drawn to it. So, you know, I called some of my soulmates and I got the feedback on it. So it helps you with innovation. It helps you with creative ideas. And at the end of the day, Again, you only have a business when you can invite someone and serve them. Mm. So you make sure that you have what they need and they are ready for it to, to buy yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, it, it does require letting go of ego a little bit, isn't it? Because we kind of have these ideas oh, over yeah. a glass of wine or coffee and, and think, oh, that's a great idea. And then you become attached to it and yeah. everybody else thinks, what a dumb idea that is. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, the, yeah. Getting getting the ego out of the way, especially when you are so <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite resource you use most often? What kind of resource? Any anything. Any, any, any resource. Um, well, Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom for me because you know it allows me to work globally. Mm. Um, it allows me to connect with people anywhere in the world who have an internet connection. Um, and then also I, I love a pig monkey. So I don't know if that's like super helpful, but you can create like images really fast and banners and, you know, like marketing material that really helps you to get the attention of your soulmate client. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because obviously that also is aligned with them. <laughs> Okay, so is PicMonkey like uh, Canva or Get Stencil? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I find it a little bit more intuitive. Mm -hmm. um, Canva, Canva is a great tool, but um, at the end of the day, I decided for PicMonkey. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we we ended up settling on Get Stencil, but um, yeah. Okay, need to it's, check that out. It's certainly, um, yeah, visual presentations of of particularly on social media, you know, banner. Banners or, or quick slides are just so valuable because they do get attention and they, you can get the message across really well without loads of text. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. So I, when I post on social media, I always have an image with it. Hmm. Just bec because, you know, I know that I like images. I, you know, I, when you scroll or when you read something, I, I you connect, I connect with it more and I know my soulmate client does too. So yeah. that's for me like a, a must have. I rarely, rarely, rarely post without an image. Hmm. Okay. Uh, now, the best way to keep a client on track? Well, understand the responsibilities. So often I see that we take over the responsibility of our client that doesn't make us feel good. Trust that your client is a strong person and they have everything they need. So ask them how they want to be kept on track. Hmm. 
that's right because if they need to decide on that matter they also well they tell you how you know how you can guide them best and also by thinking about it and telling you they are making a commitment hmm. yes that's that's a really good point in, in fact um, one of it was the last episode i think that um, i had uh, recorded today uh, that the guest made the same point if you ask is the project on track uh, then you, it's a yes no answer but if you ask how can we keep this project on track then then the suggestion is essentially a commitment like oh. we could do this well okay let's do that um, yeah hmm. all right and finally and i think you've already answered this but maybe you could just give us a snapshot the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves <laughs> well <laughs> really and and i think understand who you are hmm. people are always so worried and i know there's so much talk about competitors and at some extent that's true but if you really focus on who you are and what the value is you bring to the table and then focus on that and on serving your soulmate clients you don't really need to worry that much hmm. just be you I, I think being you understanding that each and every one on this planet is completely unique nobody yeah. has lived in the same place i mean even if you had a twin sister or brother you haven't gone through the same experiences you are still absolutely unique and you're made for your soulmate clients so if you get that figured out you're good to yeah. go excellent and I can't remember who said this to me, but it was along the lines of, we're all born unique, don't die the same. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and don't die and don't die with the music inside of you. That's yeah, uh, yeah. Dr. Wayne Dyer, yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, this has been fabulous, Christine. Now, where can people reach out to you and find out um, more about you, first of all, and maybe even get in touch to say thank you? And I think you've also got an offer that you'd like to share. Yes, so christineschlonsky.com and on social media everywhere it's Christine Schlonsky. Um, and yeah, if you um, want to check out Heart Cells podcast, that's a pretty cool um, resource <laughs> as well. And uh, I do have empowerment notes uh, where I share my, my thoughts, some tips, advice um, once a week. So that's the empowerment notes and that's christineschlonsky.com forward slash empowerment notes. Okay. We'll um, add those links to the show notes so people can click straight through. Now, do you have some parting advice today for our listener? Yeah, I think with everything going on in the world constantly, <laughs> take a minute and really listen to your heart and listen to what is it that makes you happy what makes your heart sing because time passes way too fast and you know i would love for you to stop just dreaming and act now mm. so take action to serve your soulmate clients and they will help you when you serve enough to make your dreams come true just don't don't put it off stop putting off stuff go for it Yes, that's great advice, and um, particularly in, in the environment we've been in over the last, um, what is it, 18 months now with this pandemic, um, it's certainly um, 
I still hear people talking about, oh, when this is over and when we're back to normal. And I say, well, you know, maybe maybe you need to start taking some action now and, and just assume that the situation right now is what it is um, and you're not going to be able to change it dramatically, but you can make an impact with your skills. Yeah, totally. Hmm. Okay, finally, who else should I get on this show and why? <laughs> So you should get on the show Bob Burke, the co-author of The Go-Giver, one of my favorite books. Oh, yeah, I love um, those books. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bob Burke and John David Mann. Um, amazing. And it's, yeah, it's, it's about sales. It's about life. It's just how yeah. to be a go-giver. And, um, you will. Yeah. And I love the stories he does in like this one series where he, just has stories there's a whole series of stories it's almost like a a, a fiction yeah thing and well like, i i you know the the go giver is the first one then go giver sell more go giver influencer mm. so once you start start with the go giver if you haven't read any of the books um but it yeah i couldn't put them down they're yeah. so inspirational they and are, yeah. really yeah it, it, it these books really made a difference in my life Okay, well, well um, so you don't know him personally, though? Yes, I do. You do? Okay. Well, we'll get an introduction to Bob then and uh, reach out to him. So I'm a big fan of those books, too. Yeah. yeah. Love to have him on the show. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for sharing your time and your insights so generously today, Christine. This has been fabulous. I've really enjoyed digging into the idea of the soulmate client that's a, a new expression for me but very consistent with my kind of approach of the dream client and and certainly the idea of heart-based selling is really fascinating so all the best for the future and let's stay in touch yeah thank you so much for having me on the show Jürgen, and for all the great work you do and uh, not just with your show but with your dream clients and i really appreciate appreciate that thank you I hope you enjoyed that insightful and informative conversation with Christine and took something away from her episode. The idea of a soulmate client, beginning with knowing and trusting yourself and a focus on service, all resonated with me in Christine's message. I'd love to know what you took away from Christine's episode. Do leave a comment below the blog post, which you can find at innovabiz.co forward slash Christine Schlonsky. That is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-S-C-H-L-O-N-S-K-I. All lowercase, all one word, innovabiz.co forward slash Christine Schlonsky. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Christine as well as links to her website, the Heart Sells podcast, her social media pages, and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation today. If you like this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with at least two other people that it might help. And if you tag me in on that share, I'll reach out to say thank you with a special surprise. Christine suggested that we have a conversation with Bob Berg, 
co-author of the Go-Giver series on a future Innova Buzz podcast episode. So Bob, keep an eye on your inbox for an invitation from us to the Innova Buzz podcast, courtesy of Christine Schlonsky. Tune in again to the next episodes of the Innova Buzz podcast, where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up, including author of Legendary, Tommy Breedlove, and Patty Block of the Block Group. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like. Even if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show. Go to innovabiz.co to join our marketing transformation community and access a free gift my team and I made for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.